Hello and welcome to the Underwater Sunshine Podcast. I am somehow still your host, Adam Duritz, and I'm here with my friend and compatriot, James Campion, noted author and raconteur, and of course, my partner, back from the road. Both of us back from the road, freshly <laughs> back from the wilds of, of West Hollywood, of Los Angeles, of the Sunset Strip, my old stomping grounds, the Viper Room, you, you did it all, Yep, yep. and now we're back because we have uh, Underwater Sunshine coming up in just a couple weeks, and uh, I am really freaking excited about that. It's been a couple of years since the Roadshow, the Outlaw Roadshow, and yep. this now. Last so. Roadshow we, we all took part in was two years ago now, two Octobers ago. Yep. And uh, that's also the where you and I first met in person. Indeed. After four or five years of hanging out and talking on the, the phone, phone for interviews. <laughs> yeah. uh, Can you believe it's two years? That seems crazy to me right now. I know. A year of book and a year of podcast. Yeah, yeah. We started the podcast. We discussed it in the fall of last year. I think we did our first ones in January. We didn't put them out right No, away. no. We, yeah, right. It was actually before that, right around the holiday. I remember you calling me in November. This has all been right, your idea. Right, you were over here because my family was here too. Yes, yeah. yep. And then... Um, were we doing podcasts or book stuff then? No, we were doing... Well, we did the book stuff in, in, this, in the holiday of 2016 where I met your sister. Right, right. Uh, but last year your parents were here and I remember specifically was when we did the infamous, which I love what you always said in all the interviews. And thank you for plugging the podcast and all the interviews you did uh, on the tour. I mean, my name appeared in more newspapers all over the country than ever in my whole life. I got to tell you, they were asking me about it. It came up. That's great. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for, for listening and, and being interested. But I was going to say that uh, I was I, – I, I remember you kept saying, well, James and I tried this. We did about four or five. I think you're right. And they were terrible. <laughs> it was the terrible – bunch that we did before Christmas that I think oh, we yeah. got renewed in January and uh, it's been the year of the podcast for sure. Yeah. Well, we just had 33 and if, you know, we skipped two weeks so let's say 35 weeks. Yeah, that's that's like nine months. So yeah, it would have started right in January. Yeah, that's a yeah. pretty damn good job. Yeah. Uh, right back to you, sir. This was your idea. But uh, this, speaking of ideas, I know that this is when I first met Adam, one of the first things he said to me, the reason why I met him uh, in person in October of 2016 for then the Outlaw Roadshow is he said, you got to see this if you want to know anything about me. Before we start working together, this is what you need to see. And boy, let me tell you, I talked about that for weeks and months afterwards. The unbelievable camaraderie here, the incredible volunteers and the people that work with, with you, getting these bands here, getting them on stage at the uh, Bowery Electric, having them here in the apartment playing these, uh, these shows, these acoustic pieces back here. I, it, you, you're like, your whole face lights up. It's like the one thing that you love more than anything is to get bands together and dig on bands and introduce them to the world. It's fun hanging out with other musicians. You know, you, 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 that peer group is nice to be back among, you know, like people who do what you do. It's a cool thing, you know. Um, so we have Underwater Sunshine coming up in a few weeks. And over the course of the year, we've featured a lot of, of Underwater Sunshine artists on the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to think. Sean. Well, yes, we, we, we let, let's see who we featured so far. Uh, Stephen Kellogg was on the show, and we Bless featured his music. Stu and the Negro Problem, obviously, just recently. We did a whole Monks of Doom podcast yes. with uh, Immer. Uh, of course, uh, Boom Forest we played early on. That's right. Uh, JP spent the summer out on the road with us. Michaela Davis and Sean Barna in the same podcast. Michaela being the harpist, the incredible harpist with the psychedelic band. They're in Europe right now. They're having and they, it's the greatest Instagram stories if you all should follow Michaela because 
it really did my heart good. It totally reminded me of being like on our first tours of Europe and us geeking out on everything, and they're having the time of their lives over there. Ah, oh, that's great. Uh, so Michaela Davis, Sean Barna. Yes, and thank course. you everybody for your kind words about the piece I wrote about Sean in the Aquarian. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. He's a great guy I met, and we, we did the interview here, and then we went down to the White Horse and drank together. And oh, cool. That's right, because some... he was staying here when we were gone. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dave Gadowski as well. Dave Gadowski, right. we, we featured a few of Dave's songs that are both in uh, the Chamber Music podcast and also in the background vocal one. Right. Did you play a record. song of his that hadn't even been out yet? I think you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was the one with the strings. That was in the Chamber Music podcast when right. we did that. Right. Um, uh, I want to start off. We're gonna play. What we're gonna do today is we're gonna go through a bunch of other outlaw, not outlaw roadshow, underwater sunshine artists uh, that we haven't really gotten to touch on yet. Some bands I really love that uh, just you know just haven't come up in the course of our other discussions. Sure. Uh, so today we're gonna get to that. And one of the first ones I want to do is my friend Matt Susich, because he is one of my favorite New York songwriters. He's just there's something quintessentially. New York school about him and his writing. I, I love the way he writes, the detail of it, and also the the effortless brilliance of his guitar playing. It really reminds me of a young Paul Simon in some ways. Reminds me of a grown Paul Simon, too. Um, I don't know why. I'm just <laughs> All the Paul Simons. I guess it's just that Paul Simon, it was a while ago, and uh, we were all younger then. And uh, Matt is a brilliant eye for detail, but what I, you know, his voice, his sense of rhythm, and his his especially acoustic guitar playing his his uh finger play is so good it's so effortless yeah and he it really is you know we i saw him a few months ago played you know just right around the corner and he was so damn good i i always I, every time i see him he kind of blows me away yet again i've seen him with bands i've seen him without bands he's absolutely riveting in every way and i was going to play he just put out a new single and i was going to play the two songs on the single but in talking to him yesterday, I was trying to remember what podcast we'd played these other two songs of his on, mm. and he said, I don't think you've played them. <laughs> and I thought, I was sure we had, and I went back and looked, and I don't think we have. So I, I, think I really want to... I the show. He's, he's written a few times about listening to the podcast, so he would know. If he's yeah, I mean, and I... <laughs> it's a weird thing, because I was sure we played him in those times he was talking about it and I guess we didn't and so I really want to play these two songs because they're two of my favorite songs by anybody from the last few years one of them I'm going to play his like recorded version and the other one I want to play an acoustic version of it but I want to start off with this song uh, it's called Montauk it's just a perfect bit of songwriting and uh, it's so good have you got, have you seen the video to this? yeah it's with really the guy cool. walking around with the cell phone and it just it's so great you should all check that out too. But first, we're just going to play you the song. This is Montauk by Matt Susich. It's from uh, 2016, I think, just a couple years ago. Uh, it was just a single. But I think you're going to love this song. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't want to go to sleep, I don't want to be awake Don't want to go someplace that I cannot escape I don't want to be sideways, I don't want to be straight I don't want to go right now, I do not want to wait So give me tomorrow, and I'll miss yesterday But I won't pretend, like I know it all today Well I know what's right, and I know what ain't it's hard to feel united in this here state Yeah, it's so hard in this here state 
Just to expound on it again, um, 
just effortless acoustic guitar playing there and, and just all the instruments sort of rolling along with it, his voice beautifully structured in there. It's just a great song, and it works perfectly with the visuals. I want to get back to the video for just a second. The video theme is a guy staring into his phone the entire day. It goes through his whole day from the time he gets up, the way people do. But he walks through the city, and he gets on a bike, and he's doing all these things. He's living life, but he's not getting his face off the phone. He gets to a bar. People are all around him. It's very lively, and his phone dies. He looks really sad, and he looks around. You think, oh, this guy's going to go, hey, what have I been missing? He pulls another phone out (laughs) and goes back on the phone. (laughs) It's so great. And it's the circular way that this song works. So when I first listened to it, then I went on the treadmill, and you were feeding me all these songs to listen to. So I had listened to it once, so I started watching them on YouTube. And the video really worked for me. They normally don't, but in this case, it really did for me, loving the song. I I love the lyric in it. I don't, want, I don't want to be a painter anymore. Not this way. They like what I'm saying. Just change the color of the paint. That's a <laughs> great line. That just knocks me out. They, you know, just, you know, yeah, it's all really good. Just do it this way, though. It'd be even better. You know, the, the music business, being an artist of any kind with everyone trying to tell you how to do it, you know, mm-hmm. that last verse, I don't want to be a writer anymore. Not this way. I might as well have been an actor so you could tell me what to say uh-huh. or maybe a marionette so you could move my arms and legs. I may as well drive out to Montauk on Memorial Day uh, as, as a list of absolutely pointless things to do. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Good luck getting there. Yeah. There's like 10 hours to go, like, two, you know, 50 miles or 40 miles. It's yeah, a, yeah. it's just a beautiful song. It's just his eye for detail, and I just I just love listening to him sing. It just kills me. Uh, the other one I want to play is is Fire on Bowery, uh, and I was going to play the the record version of this, although it's a single again, uh, you know, one of a pair of songs. But uh, Zoe was just got all up in my face about why don't you play the acoustic version i didn't i had to admit that i didn't even know there was an acoustic version also saw that on youtube yeah <laughs> and uh and she's right it's it's pretty stirring yeah it's a great acoustic version of the song i had to go find it because i was getting uh, mocked for not having it <laughs> come on uh, and, and with that i had to i had to decide i should uh we should use it on the show because Sure. Why go through all that mocking without playing the song? <laughs> <laughs> I like your honesty. Nice job, Zoe. You're um, right. So this is a. Let's just play this for you. This is this one. You can really hear the guitar playing more because there's not there's nothing else going on around it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is Fire on Bowery, Matt Susich. This is just from last year. things about the time we had that kept you in back of my head and this is not a healthy way of feeling do you see me how you saw me when my back against the reckoning and the walls were closing in now there's a fire on Bowery And the lights won't even turn on no more They might as well let the city die 
Since the place we went in the summer That night is gone long It's no mystery What went wrong, hell of love It was an atom bomb And the weight I hold Is my own damn fault And now everything I've already done I gotta do it again Something about a master plan Now there's a fire on Bowery And the lights won't even turn on no more They might as well let the city die Since the place we went in the summer That night is gone, oh, gone What am I supposed to let go? My pride or my soul Who am I telling That hasn't been told So tell me now Is this how it ends The weight on my chest The voices inside of my head There's a fire on Bowery And the lights won't even turn on no more They might as well let the city die Since the place we went in the summer That night is gone, oh, gone, gone That is such a good song. You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember we were doing the, the, the Zivon thing and we were playing The Indifference of Heaven and you said, you know what really knocks me out about that song is the where he says, it's the sound of the front door closing forever because he's never going to go back out again. He's, he's never going to see her again. Yeah. And there's something about that that really resonated with me with this song. It's just... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm with you. That, that chorus... Now there's a fire on Bowery, and the lights won't even turn on no more. Mm-hmm. They might as well let the city die, since the place we went in the summer that night is gone. That's the line that fucking breaks me. It's like that. He, he doesn't even have to tell you what it was, or where it was, or what they were doing, or anything about it. We all have that moment, or those moments in our lives that we all refer, you know, the place we went in the summer that night. It's gone. That's That's just a brilliant line. It just... It doesn't need anything more specific than that because what matters in our minds and our hearts and our memories is the places we went those summer nights. You know, like we all know what that means. You know, and it that that loss inherent in just that line is man, it's just crazy good. It's a know, great I, piece of writing. It sure is, and I know, and I I totally relate to it. Where we're sitting right now and talking not too far from. The places that I spent a lot of my youth and 
you know, I fell in love with a woman from NYU and we were, we were together and it was a terrible breakup. And for years, a place that I loved, that I grew up getting off the train and, and going down and, and, and searching for records and going to old bookstores, I, I couldn't go for a long time. I couldn't come here. And, uh, you know, it's funny in that Warren song, he says, you know, uh, she left town, the ha- town burned down. So in a way, he's saying the same thing. You know, yeah. which, and, and, and breakups were always like, or lost loves are like deaths in a way for one of the people. Sometimes it's for both. But it's, it, you're not done. It's like they're gone and you're not done. And, and the thing they always say about grief is you're, you're grieving and the, the hardest part about grieving is the rest of the world kind of goes on. It's going on. All the things are happening as if this terrible thing hasn't happened to you. And that's a weird thing. So sometimes you wish everything, everybody else would feel the same pain. <laughs> everything just would be gone so I can you know, live in my black world of depression. You know? and, yeah, and, but the thing is that people are dying every day and people are being born every day. And relationships are dying and relationships are being born. And like life is – it doesn't give you any way to be at the center of it, of any life right. except your own. Yeah. You know, that there's no uh, – Sometimes there's no closure in the, what happens to you. Well, because the thing about it is I, I said this a lot when I was talking to people about Miami over the summer that, you know, you, we, we wait our whole lives for something permanent because everything seems so temporary and you just want something to be permanent. And that's the thing about love is that at least for a moment in our heads, one of us, both of us, whatever, it always seems permanent and it almost never is. Uh, and uh, and that's the that's the... The thing is that you, you picture your whole life, at least for a moment, you have this imagination, a fantasy of your whole life a certain way when you're with someone. And when it goes, depending on which part you were at, you're left with facing life without something that was supposed to be permanent. You know, you're, you're trying, to juck, trying to grasp how something that seemed permanent turns out to be temporary. And that's a really hard shift to deal with it's the hardest yeah it's the hardest because uh, again you know best laid plans and all that other stuff but there's a lot of times when things look like they're going down this track and the tragedy of either lost love or loss of life or loss of plans tend to throw us into this world that we again as you said you, you didn't plan on and it's not even so much it is so much about the uh impermanence of it but it's also that terrible sense of loss like what am i missing out on what what do i that's my life supposed to be over here. How did I get here? How's this happening to me? I was supposed to be there. And I had a woman tell me whose whose relationship broke up right close to being married. And she, you know, think about that. That's when your whole life, families and everything are all planned out. And it it broke off. And um, and it's funny. It was uh, one of how she and I got connected was through your song, Raining in Baltimore, which talks a great deal about that. And she said that she... Uh, what she got from that song and other songs at that time and other music and, and movies was that it helped her realize that this is not just happening to her, as you said. It's happening to a lot of people at that time. A lot of people are losing loves and losing loved ones and things like that and dealing with it. And so feeling that sense of group made her feel a little better. So, you know, and that's a great thing about art. That's that's a great song. And maybe he's writing that from a personal experience or maybe he's writing it about someone he knows like that, but it is very comforting to hear someone else sing it that way and couch it that way, I think. 
all we want is to know that someone else is suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing makes you feel better than the misery of others. What do they great songs and songwriters? What do they have in common? They will fuck you up. Yes. Uh, So let's move on to but wait, wait, wait. You always say this, and very important. I want to point this out to to people that listen to this podcast. Adam will not. He doesn't use this flippantly. When you said that, always cracks my heart or breaks. But that's that line. You've said that a few times on this podcast, but not you don't overuse it, and that's the case in that line. The, those those lines right there are worthy of that statement. That's a great. That's just a great song. Uh, they both are. He's got a million of them. Uh, Can't you wait to definitely see come him. see Matt play because yes. he's he's magnificent. Uh, let's go on to something completely different now. This is a band uh, that split. Uh, they part of them are live in San Francisco. Some of them live in New York. Uh, they split their time. They get together. It is a Latin jazz band. They are so cool. Uh, and and uh, a completely different vibe. Check out this is a uh, Yellow House Orchestra. Oye, Evanito. Sopla, Cory, 
como los timbales que van a sonar Ebanito es mi hijo Ebanito es muy bonito Ebanito es mi hijo Ebanito es muy bonito making me think the whole time about I mean I, I love that music uh, I love that song uh, it was making me think of Prez Prado have you ever heard of, have you ever listened to Pre, the King of the Mambo yeah, the oh, 50s? yeah. oh that's that, that, that was yeah. Prez Prado well he wrote Mambo number no. 5 which is you know very famous but yes but but I don't think a lot of people listen to it uh, they just made me really think of him because uh it's, they've just got they got that vibe going on yeah that's and a cool band it uh, is House. check them out Definitely come and see them at the show, the uh, Underwater uh, Sunshine Festival. But if you want to see what they're like live, there's some great clips on YouTube uh, of them playing. It's an excellent, excellent band. And their vocals are great, and their uh, interaction is magnificent. It's it's not, I have to admit, it's not music that I listen to often. But when I do hear it, I want to hear more of it. And that's what's the great thing about it is if you're of a genre, you will turn people on to that kind of music, which is really great. Tito Puentes and... Uh, they're playing at six. They're the opening band at the VIP party. at uh, They they open the festival Underwater Sunshine at six o'clock on, on the Friday night. Perfect. Yeah, they're cool. That's they, perfect. We just got to take one second. We just got to play one Perez Prado thing now because it's just in my head. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is actually Cherry Pink and Apple Blossom White. Oh, um, yes. <laughs>
there you go. All right, just so we're clear, <laughs> Perez Prado will not be rising from the grave to play at the at the Underwater Sunshine Show Festival. But Yellow House Orchestra just completely turned my mind on and sure. made me want to hear a Perez Prado song too. Yep. And that's not like the con- I mean you've all heard Mambo number no. 5, I'm sure. Lou Bega famously based that other song on it, uh, which I think is also called Mambo number no. 5. Now I think about it. Uh, and I think he samples it at the beginning of his version. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Press Prado, the king of the mambo, as he was known, Cuban, uh, moved to America with his band uh, at some point in the f- late 40s, early 50s, I think. Uh, just a great band leader. It, it, you should, if you get a chance, as long as well as checking out Yellow House Orchestra, because that, uh, that record, there's Orale Pues, is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. Oh. I don't speak Spanish. Uh, is great. Uh, but you can also, you can't go wrong with Perez Prado and his orchestra as well. Right. Um, they have a, there's a collection called Mondo Mambo, the best of Perez Prado and his orchestra. That's a really, a good collection to get as well. If you like Mambo. And, uh, and kick-ass trumpet playing. Yeah, Latin jazz. He always had these guys who could just blow wow. <laughs> into the upper registers on their trumpet. That's He'd crazy. always had that like effortless, way high trumpet playing. Uh that's spectacular trumpet playing, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it must be so much fun. I was saying while I was playing, just be playing on that. The way, you know, it's, it's like it's talking. <laughs> I love the sort that. of like the, the time <laughs> lost in it. That's just, it's fantastic, man. I dig that so utterly and completely. Uh, nice job. Nice job. I, I tip my cap and you might tick. Tip my geek musicology cap at you for picking that one out of nowhere. Nice job. Uh, speaking of your 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 geek musicology cap, uh, as a journalist yourself, you'll appreciate our next artist because he, as well as a journalist, has a podcast and a radio show called The Song Show in which he uh, talks to songwriters. I, I was on it. Uh, first time I met him, he came to the Outlaw Roadshow to play but interviewed me here. I, I actually didn't realize he was playing. I, I thought he was a journalist who was hanging out with us. And then I saw him on stage that, that, that night, and he blew my doors off. with just this, like, uh, old-school punk. Brick Briscoe, who had a hell of a year this year, uh, went through just a terrible cancer, beat it, and then made another record. That's how you do it. Uh, and I, this is, I want to play this one song for sure. I, I'm not impressed by this life very yeah. much. From the album Songs to Yell To from last year. Uh, I think he's made three albums since then, actually. Uh, but uh, this song, at 20, you, this is not just the chorus. <laughs> at 20, you so suck. Good. At 30, you suck. At 40, you're, you're fucked. fucked. <laughs> and then later, 50, I think he goes all the way. Uh, Rick, yeah. who's older than all those year ages, and certainly older than me, uh, that's just a killer chorus. At 20, you suck. At 30, you suck. At 40, you're fucked. <laughs> this is I'm not impressed by this life very much. The great and powerful and thankfully still around Brick Briscoe. Dig it. This is an anthem to romance and love, to conjugal visits, an anthem of lust. This is an anthem.
best An anthem of lust This is an anthem To God and to trust The new tens and twenties It's an anthem of lust At twenty you suck At thirty you suck At forty you fuck I'm not impressed by this life Very much difficult to write a punk song without any drums or bass or anything going on it but also to pull it off sonically uh especially when he starts going you could just picture you know it's just it's such a great punk song it's an amazingly hilarious song by you know for middle-aged men uh and it also is the opposite end of what we were playing before with matt where you know you <laughs> you come to the conclusion i'm not really impressed with this life that, I, that i'm living what happened <laughs> I love it. Matt's time. a little wistful for his youth and his song, Bricks, not that way. Not that way at all. And the, and the next song we're going to play, uh, which is the one, I just remember he says, he's talking about <laughs> this kid, and he says, How could you possibly be cool? You can't even order a beer. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a. <laughs> That's uh, from the wonderfully titled Speed Kills, Jesus Saves, and Other Missed Opportunities. Um, Fucking great song, too. Dig this, dig this. Speed kills, Jesus saves, and other missed opportunities from Brick Briscoe. You throw that in my face one more time and you're out of here. I can only take so much of your endless. You keep bringing up how fucked up you are and you're out of here I can only look away now when you're gone The theories you brag about The code you
So goodbye, good luck, speed kills, Jesus saves. <laughs> uh, I was saying it has a little bit of, for me, I heard a little bit of the, uh, the Liz Fair early 90s kind of sound there. Very raw. Uh, I love that driving guitar to it. Uh, Billy Bragg comes to mind, certainly. Anytime a guy is singing like that and singing in, in, with, with a sense of humor and a sense of pathos at the same time with that kind of guitar... Uh, sound and that kind of lo-fi kind of recording. It always takes me back to those great – the first Michelle Shocked record I loved. Um, you know, I mean the list is long, but uh, Bricks definitely has that down. And you could tell he is from that period and he understands. You know, he would have fit in really great in our in our punk part. Uh, podcast and that oh, real yeah. homage to that style. Well, we stopped in 1980, so we we would have missed him by That's right. a good 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, but he would have been fit right in there. In yeah, the, no, absolutely. I think he's very much uh, authentic, you know, a true older punk. Um, and I met him here a couple of years ago. He played the Outlaw yeah, Roadshow he last. And he'll be playing on Saturday night at the Roadshow. Uh, I think in the upstairs room, uh, around seven thirty. I think uh, this thing is real cool, people. So yeah, you got to come check it out. Been, if you're in the area, come spend a couple of days hanging out at Bowery Electric and check out some of these artists. Um, this next group, uh, they're from Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Flip uh, turned us on to them. That would be Felipe Molina, yes. uh, painter extraordinaire and producer, one of the producers of the Outlaw, of uh, Underwater Sunshine. Got to stop doing it. Uh, they're, they're called Rivoli, and uh, they're these two women uh, from Lexington, and they write these beautiful songs, uh, mostly acoustic. They sing in... Uh, incredible harmonies uh, I really dig them this song is called Sleep Talking and uh, it's really cool check it out
That is a tour de force right there. That is a beautiful, beautiful song. Probably about six or seven years ago, I, I, I interviewed the, the two young women in a, in a band called Boy. Um, they had a mild hit with um, Little Numbers, and um, Seven Little Numbers, I think was the name of the song. And I was really blown away by that kind of sound. And that took me right back, these guys. Uh, Rivoli has that incredible ability to and, – and I listened to this whole – was it an EP that you sent me? It's like five songs, five or yeah. six songs. Yeah, every one of these songs has it doesn't even matter what they're singing. It takes you to a place. It's sleepwalking, so it sounds Sleep ethereal. Talking. Sleep talking, excuse me. It, it, it sounds ethereal. It sounds like she's just kind of talking in her sleep, like she's trying to communicate subconsciously. I love that. And that counter melody coming in with the two girls singing at the same time there at the end where it builds up sort of symphonically is just great. It's it really hits me where I live and, and it's the kind of thing that my wife will listen to ad nauseum when she'll pick up um, she's gonna love this she picked up songs for you know yoga classes that she she's a yoga instructor this is so beautiful you can imagine you know people doing yoga to this or you know relax it's just got so much I don't know what the word is. it's atmospheric is what it is I love it I love this stuff these guys are great yeah uh, you know and it has that that Katie said that the first time she heard it it reminded her of uh of Bon Iver, of Forever, Forever Ago, I think because, you know, they're singing high like he does, and it's got that wash of sort of echo and atmosphere on it. Uh, the writing doesn't remind me of him, but I, I do really enjoy it, and I think they have some great songs, and it's beautiful sounding. Um, it really is. It's, it's, a, it's, I can't, this, see, this is one of the things that, again, seeing bands live and having the ability to come see a lot of these acts play together so you're seeing one after the other you get so much of different kinds of style of music i mean just on this podcast alone we played three or four different kinds of styles of music i mean disparate styles of music but these guys uh, and everybody really but i just i'm dying to hear the two of them in a room singing yeah i i think it's going to be really cool <laughs> super cool i'm trying to think what night they're they're the opening in the in the in the upstairs room on friday night right after yellow house plays they play upstairs yellow house will open the show downstairs and Rivoli plays about a half hour later upstairs. The guy I want to talk about next, he has been around as long as the Outlaw Roadshow has been around. He's played a number of them. Back when the Outlaw Roadshow was still called Smoke and Sand, before we did the first real Outlaw Roadshow, uh, the first one that Ryan and I did together was called Smoke and Sand, and uh, and Casey played that, uh, Casey Anderson, uh, back then with his band The Honkies. Uh, now, Casey's gone through some hell in recent years, uh, certainly, you know, of his own making for the most part really ended up in prison but has really put his life back together he was there i mean before that all happened he was also on the outlaw roadshow tour he toured with counting crows uh, and the outlaw roadshow tour and he was great every night um but he's really gotten his life back together met a wonderful woman uh just got married and made a new record with a band called hawks and doves that he just put together uh it's their first album called from a white room uh, and this is a song off that record, and you know you'll hear some of Casey's influences, and he he actually name checks one of them in, in the song. <laughs> yeah. He says, "I'm no Steve Earle," <laughs> yeah. uh, and he but he's a great songwriter. Uh, and for many years, over the course of probably seven or eight records at this point, he's put out a lot of really good music. And this is from his newest work, uh, "From a White Hotel" by the band Hawks and Doves. Uh, but the singer and the songwriter and guitar player is my friend Casey Anderson, and this is Close Off My Back. Come take the clothes off my back 
baby Let my name fall out of your mouth Come take the clothes off my back Let my name fall out of your mouth We ain't leaving this room until every dying star burns out I've seen Paris and Berlin I've been to New York City I've seen Paris and Berlin I've been stuck inside London With the L.A. blues again Chasing every falling star I've been following my shadow Chasing every falling star I walk every dark and dusty mile Just to get to where you Steve Earle, but I, I feel all right. I feel all right. Not only name checking Steve Earle, but name checking my favorite Steve Earle record, Feel All Right. Right. 
Right. And, he, and I love the stuck in L.A. Or st- stuck somewhere with an L.A. blues again. Reminds me of, you know, stuck in a Stuck mobile. inside of London. No, he's definitely saying stuck inside a mobile with the Memphis blues yeah, again. Because yeah. he says stuck inside of London, London with the, with LA, the blues LA blues again. again. He's definitely uh, uh, playing on those. It's, it's very clever. I love that song because it reminds me so much of one of my favorite songwriters. Very underrated. Um, especially for this generation uh, in the country vein is Chris Christopherson who could – Sing a, and obviously Sunday morning, but you know, sing a song about the next day after all that goes on the night before. Uh, you know, regret along with uh, reflection, like Chris. And I think that's exactly what happens in this song for me. And I love the fact that it never builds in momentum, but the backing track does. So that, that Hammond seems to be droning and droning you home. And then the guitar comes in and kind of, and he's just staying right there telling you his story. And it's just, you know, uh, now knowing about him, the little bio that you gave there earlier, a guy who's been through some pain, been through some experience, it comes through on this record. That's my favorite song on the album, but it does come through in almost all these songs. They're, they are songs of the experience. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, he's definitely been through it, and he's got a great ear for melody and the guitar lick, and uh, he, he's just a really good songwriter. You know, We, of course, covered one of his songs on Underwater Sunshine, the album. Uh Oh, you remind like me Teenage last Gravity night. Yeah. is a Casey Anderson song. Um, I can't remember. It's from his album Nowhere Nights, um, which is probably about 10 years ago now. God, almost. Uh, I want to play one more song because Casey's been around with us at the Roadshow for so long. I wanted to play one from uh, his previous band, uh, Casey Anderson and the Honkies. And this is one of my favorite songs he ever wrote. It's you can hear the Springsteen influence, I think, in it, and a lot of other things too. But he, it's yes, just, on this record too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, he's I, definitely got that as a, a part of where he's coming from. And uh, but shit, me too. God, how do you avoid that? It's like, there's I mean, no way it's to. Like, uh, he's a big part of all of our if, lives. If you're gonna put words to music, you're not gonna escape Dylan or Springsteen. There's no way. Yeah. To do that. And this is a song called "Exit Ghost" from the album from 2011's "Heart of a Dog." And it's a fantastic song. It's a fantastic record. Uh, This is Casey Anderson, Exit Ghost. I've been watching the traffic on the bridge And it's moving like your heavy eyes Did you pick up the habit? Heard you did Hey kid, imagine my surprise Nobody told you you'd be worried like this About the fifth Hoping everything would be okay Are you shaking when you're making that list Of the people you miss? Don't you start to feel afraid Sad and sun I felt the street getting hotter 
Yes, I keep in a box There's a second hand watch And a matchbook where I wrote your name Sure by now I'm just a dream you forgot A number you lost The melody you learned to play That did remind me a little bit of the Steve Earle I remember from the 80s. I like the um, – it's it's a great m- moshing of the rock and roll country sound uh, and the urban kind of sound as well. Uh, it's it's great. Those guys are going to be – and, and that's the full band playing uh, at the uh, show. Is he going to come do some acoustic stuff? Do you know? uh, he's playing upstairs, but I think he's got a band with him. I'm not sure actually. Um but it, yeah, he's a really good songwriter. He's he's just always been really happening. That's a text from uh, the great uh, Chris Caraba. <laughs> She's awesome. I was just I was with Chris. Uh, they live in Nashville, so we all had dinner on uh, Friday night before the the show at Pilgrimage for the aborted show. And Chris was actually on the side of the stage watching when everything went to hell. Uh, Man, he's got a cool setup down there. They have this great recording studio they built in their house for him to work on dashboard confessional stuff. It's really cool. It made me very envious just because it's a great musical setup. Like, seriously great. We're in the basement. He was showing me because I want him to show it to me. And we're walking around it. And there's these boxes of swag. I've been in his house for five minutes. I look down at this box of swag and he's got these hoodies. Dashboard confessional hoodies. And I'm like, I need that. <laughs> he says, what? I'm like... That's a really cool hoodie. I need one of those. And, uh, and I made him give me a hoodie. <laughs> Helping was... yourself to the swag. Well, it's swag after all. Well, it was an awesome hoodie. You know, <laughs> they just got off the road and they're going back out in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I needed it. Yeah, what can I, I say? Think... It was important. I, 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 one of the regrets of being on the road with you guys is I never did get the, uh, the, the Recovering the Satellites logo hoodie. Uh, I borrowed somebody because it was 10 degrees in your bus. So I borrowed somebody's. And I left it on the bus. I should have just grabbed it. I should have oh. been much more of a hoarder in that situation. But those are fabulous. Those are – that's a fantastic – Forgetting hoodie. to deal with the merch by the end of a tour is the, is the, is the biggest tragedy of all in some ways. <laughs> you know, uh, I, there was this – the first day of it's tour, I was best. out looking at our merch booth because, you know, we work with a new merch company. They had a new setup. You know, I was checking everything out. I thought mm-hmm. it looked great. I look over at the live booth, and they've got this awesome – big black blanket with a live red cross in the middle of it just looks so cool and i told myself right then and there i'm getting that and just like the last show there with us on this tour about a you know week ago now i uh 
I, I just remember I sat bolt upright and I said to Tom, our tour manager, you got to call somebody on the live crew. You got to get me one of those blankets. I need that blanket. It's so cool. That's the only, I want that swag really badly. You got to get me one of those blankets. And so he, they were out because it oh. was really cool and they'd sold out and I lost the blanket. It's tragic. That's it. They're done. They, once they sell out, they don't have them in the warehouse somewhere. They only brought a certain amount. Maybe you can get them to bring it. Oh, yeah, maybe they'll have, but uh, that's only possible if they brought one home with them. Uh, Like, if I was, like, they're going to come here and record a garden session for the, uh, for the Underwater Sunshine uh, Festival, it looks like, which is, I'm really excited about that. But, uh, you know, it'd be like, if you called me right now and said, hey, and I was coming to your house to play, like, a session, and you said, just do me a favor and bring one of those uh, Counting Crows t-shirts that I, that I wanted from the tour, or one of the hats. I wouldn't have it because I didn't come home with a full <laughs> supply of our equipment. It may be in a warehouse somewhere, but I wouldn't have it. And, and I what doubt they balls have one. In- would I have to have you come and play a session at my house and then tell you to bring me shit? <laughs> yes, thank you for driving down from York, Pennsylvania. <laughs> bring me a blanket. No, I won't be doing that. It's obnoxious. And uh, although I really loved that blanket, it was such a cool piece of swag. Any of you who end up out there at the next uh, live show, you, you got to get one of those blankets. They're they're so cool. Which I suppose is exactly why they sold out. I, an addendum to uh, the swag merch uh, discussion. So I did get, thanks to you, you guys got it for me, uh, the the shirt, because I heard the whole story, the shirt with your face on it. Oh, yeah, that took, one. I love that. And I never failed to not get a compliment on that shirt. And it's great, too, because I'm doing the podcast with you. So I get to wear you on my shirt. You know, I have a shirt of you. And <laughs> then people are like, hey, <laughs> that is a great shirt that nobody ever, oh, you know, if, if there's a photograph taken of me, you know, for Instagram or something, and I happen to have the shirt on, it never fails to get a, a compliment. That was a great idea by you, and it's, a, it's an excellent shirt. So that's that's my prized possession from from that tour. All right, we should probably get out of here, uh, but we're going to give you a little taste of next week's podcast when we're going to be finishing up the rest of the Underwater Sunshine Festival bands that we haven't played yet. Uh, so we're going to give you a little taste of it right now. Anyways, I'm Adam Duritz. Ending this podcast, I'm here with my friend. I'm James Campion. This was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it again next week. We will see you next week. And meanwhile, we'll send you out with a little Marcy Playground from their later album, Leaving Wonderland in a Fit of Rage, 2009, 12 years after their first big hit. This is Star Baby. Peace. Peace.
photograph album of all the good times and bad, and I've had some where I miss this girl and I miss that girl. I don't miss that girl. Sometimes I, I miss this girl, but you, you're my star, baby. You're my star. 